Hey, welcome to episode 41 of the Fit Life Formula podcast. My name is Brian Sippets. I'm the founder and CEO of Advantage Strength in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At Advantage Strength, we help people between the ages of 35 and 65 to live more, play more, and feel strong so they can be active and have the freedom to do whatever they want with the people they love. The whole goal of the show here is to kind of address topics that come up here in the gym and um, topics that are going to help you lead a more active, um, you know, a more vibrant life as long as you care to do that um, as you get older. So we're going to be talking about nutrition. We're going to be talking about lifestyle, training, all those things that are going to help you stay active and keep moving with the ones that you love. Today, we have a first. Uh, instead of you know, a lot of times we'll be talking to local experts uh, in in certain fields. Today we have, well, she's an expert of, of one sort. Um, she's an expert on herself and feeling a lot of uh, this, the things that go on with her. Uh, we have a member on with us today, uh, and this member's name is Carolyn Zalon, and she's been with us for about a year and a half. And uh, we had an awesome conversation in the gym the other day. Uh, and as we had our conversation, people were kind of around and heard bits and pieces of it. And as soon as we were done with our conversation, um, they were asking her, what did he say? What did he say? What was the answer? What did, you know, what did he talk about? And so to me, that means it's something that's on people's minds and it's something that people are interested in. And uh, so we're going to get into that here in a second. First, Carolyn, thank you so much for, uh, for setting this up and taking some time to sit down with me. Oh, this is great. I, I appreciate you um, addressing some of this stuff. I think it's probably a bigger concern to a lot of us than maybe we all realize. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, anytime there's extreme interest like that, uh, you know, it, it's something that a lot of people go through. And again, a lot of our topics come straight from members who have asked questions here in the gym. So um, before we get into the topic, we're going to be talking about what to do when you hit a plateau or, or, you know, how to address that, what happens when you hit a plateau, um, whether it's in, you know, your strength training, whether it's in weight loss. Uh, so we're going to address that, but in, uh, we're going to do that in just a second. First, let's talk about you and um, just give us a quick background. How did you get, how did you find Advantage Strength? How did you get here? Um, and tell us like exactly why you thought that adding strength training to your fitness regimen was a good thing. So uh, it was really interesting. I, um, I had a really crummy health year in 2017. And um, without a lot of detail, I got diagnosed with osteoporosis and I had two pinched nerves in my back. And I just wasn't, overall, I just wasn't doing well. And my home workout had really suffered. And um, I was a little bit fearful of adding things to my daily life in terms of uh, exercise routines because I just didn't want to put more stress on the back. So um, I was having a conversation uh, with a, another member, Sarah, and Sarah, and I said, you know, do you know of anybody who might be a good trainer? I was thinking, you know, maybe if I just did something for a couple months, they could get me back on track and I could do a home exercise routine. And Sarah was so excited to tell me all about Advantage and all the good things and all the things that Brian you've done. And, and so I thought, okay, well I'll go over and I'll have a meeting with Brian and we'll see just kind of how this goes. And um, I was just really captivated by the program and I thought, okay, you know, I'll, I'll give this a try, but I wasn't really sure that I would 
stick with it because I haven't really stuck with um, a gym over a lot of years. And this one is back in the fall of 2018. And um, I guess to make a long story short, it has just been wonderful for me. And I really needed, I, I really think that, that the program has helped me both with the fear of exercise um, and also strengthening so that my muscles are carrying more of the weight than my joints are. And so it's been just a terrific experience. Good. Yeah. And we've had a lot of discussions about that. And, and I, I love that. And, and I think what I love the most about your story is, is that part about, uh, I'll go and I'll, I'll give it a shot. And then, you know, usually in the winter, I tend to kind of, you know, hibernate a little bit. So I don't like to go out much in the winter, but you know, you were feeling so good by the end of your first month that it was kind of a, a no brainer for you to, to keep going. And you had, you know, what you called your best winter ever. That's um, the truth. That was the truth. Yeah. So it, it's all good there. And, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people share those concerns. A lot of people share your, your thoughts, you know, am I doing this right? Is this too much? I have this injury. Am I, can I work around it? Or am I just kind of stuck here on the couch? And you're no stranger to science. You're a, a career pharmacist, right? Right. Um, so no stranger to science and uh, the medical field, but it's just sometimes it's, it's good to have some help with that stuff. And the weird part was that for probably my last 15 years, I did help manage chronic pain. And most of the patients had back pain. And I was so encouraging on the provider side to have folks get out of the chair and just do little bits and pieces so that they weren't sitting there watching the news all day long. And then when it time came for me to do it, I had that fear. And it was really interesting to have the tables turned. Mm. Um, so it's also really um, amazing to me for making it through my second winter working out. So it was, that's pretty cool in itself. Yes, definitely. hundred percent. And, um, you know, like I said, you're, you're always great at asking questions and that's where this, that's where this episode came from is just a real simple question that unfortunately took up most of your workout. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you had, you had asked, what, what happens when you've hit a plateau? Talk about your, your mindset and kind of what made you ask that question. Sure. So, um, yeah, I came in, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, and um, I was just kind of feeling down. I felt a bit frustrated with um, my progress, I guess I would say. And sometimes frustration begets frustration, and then there was a little angst with it. And so I wasn't sure if maybe I wasn't, progressing like I thought I should or like I did in the beginning um, because my head was in the wrong place or maybe I didn't really know how to increase the weights along the way um, and I wasn't doing that right and then I thought well maybe and, and I was kind of I had a schedule where I was working out three or four days a week for the strength and doing um, typically Monday through Thursday and taking a long weekend. And I thought, well, maybe that's sort of overtraining. So maybe I should do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off and do something, maybe primal on Thursday and weights again on Friday. And then heaven forbid, I thought maybe it was my age and there was nothing I could do about it. So mm. I molded around a little bit and I, I tried to get my head in a better spot and tried to change my workout days. And I was still kind of frustrated. And I finally said, okay, now I need to I need to talk to Brian. I got to see, maybe it's even normal to go through this, but I really wasn't sure. Yeah, but I, I knew I needed some kind of uh, readjustment. 
Sure. And it's totally like you're, you're with good company there. I mean, I think a lot of people go through that same, that same thought process, whether it's uh, while they're trying to lose weight, uh, while they're trying to gain strength, whatever the, whatever the fitness goal is or whatever really the active goal is, um, it's very, very normal to go through these, these plateaus. And, you know, sometimes, and what we talked about was it's not, it's not always about um, working harder or it's not necessarily the schedule that has to change, right? So sometimes it just, things stall out for a little bit. Um, and, and we had a good talk about sleep as well, like sleep being a potentially a component there. And so there's so many factors that go into this and um, we'll address, I, I do want to talk about how to increase your weight, um, your, the, the weights that you're using for strength training, um, how to increase that properly. But, you know, as far as, you know, whether it's a weight loss goal or whether it's a, you know, wanting to be more active kind of goal, it's, it's very normal to go through these little plateaus. And um, so I would say number one, most important thing is to just like you did, you kind of mulled it around for a little while. It wasn't anxiety causing. Um, but I think, and honestly, the, the more I see this in here, the more confident I am that the more anxious or the more like, um, you know, if, if you're not losing weight or if you're not getting strong the way you want to, that sometimes the first reaction for some is to get really nervous about it. Um, go through all these steps where you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to add more work here. I'm going to add more work here. I'm going to add more work here. I can do better at this. I can do better at this. And if that causes anxiety, if that causes stress, stress is one of those things that keeps people back. It keeps you from losing weight. It keeps you from gaining strength. And so when you start to add that kind of, uh, anxiety, stress to your life, it tends to derail things even, you know, even though you have the best of intentions. So I think the number one, the number one uh, thing would be like the shirt says, just stay calm and then have some thoughts about, have some thoughts about, you know, what, maybe I didn't have the best week. Maybe I wasn't following my diet exactly like I should, or in your case, um, maybe the four days in a row isn't the best choice for me. Maybe, you know, I can keep the same number of workouts um, and just add a rest day in the middle, which is what you ended up doing, right? Right, right. Um, so the number one thing is to just start asking questions rather than, you know, thinking that you need to work harder or, you know, do more challenging things at all costs, right? So that's, that was number one is just kind of like getting curious. And um, then you start asking better questions and maybe, maybe you say, you know what, like I've noticed that my sleep hasn't been as good. And then maybe you start thinking about, you know, why your sleep hasn't been as good. But the, the number one thing is to, to be curious and to ask questions instead of, um, you know, getting nervous or anxious about it. And that's easier said than done sometimes. But um, I think you went through an, a great process there to begin with. Um, so so the, the next part of this that I did want to address, um, talk about, uh, I want to hear from your perspective first, when you were kind of thinking, about the, the weights. Should I be progressing faster? Um, why am I not able to progress faster? What were your thoughts there? So, um, I kind of were, I was plugging along and, um, I would get to 
I, I think I had, um, in the retrospect, I think I had, again, a little bit of fear um, and, and maybe overly cautious about when I should either increase the weights or increase the resistance, regardless of the exercise, um, because I didn't want to hurt anything. And so I would find myself kind of staying with the same weights, maybe even through a whole sheet. I might go up five pounds or a little bit, but, but I didn't really, and I could do the reps, but I couldn't, I, I was a little fearful of increasing the weights. And I guess maybe that was a, a component too, because I hit the plateau with the weights and I probably should have gone up, but, um, but I was afraid to go up. So, yeah. And, and again, I think it's coming from um, sort of the mindset of, I know I have these issues I need to work around, but I, and I do want to work around them. So I don't want to do something foolish that would cause me to like, end up not being able to do things for two or three weeks or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or having to back off. Cause I didn't, I don't want to back off. So I, I think that some of it was just sort of in my head was like, gosh, I don't know when and how I should do this. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, that's really valid. And it, it all depends on your goals. You know, if your goals are to continue lifting heavier, then yeah, you'd, we'd really want to find strategies to, to help you do that. And for us in here, and you know, a lot of our members, um, a lot of times what we're doing is helping people move, getting them moving, um, getting them guidance on, on getting stronger, definitely getting stronger, feeling stronger. But at the same time, number one is, you know, kind of the Hippocratic oath, do no harm. And because like you said, if you come in and, uh, you know, we end up pushing you a little too hard, then you're on the shelf for three weeks. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the opposite. Uh, Whereas you could have gotten to where you wanted to go just by being consistent over those three weeks, you know, so we will, we will tend to underdo it here. and, And maybe that's part of it is that we aren't really encouraging you to increase the weights. Um, because to us, if you have something, if you're, you know, if you're doing a strength training workout and you are at, let's say an eight out of 10, like I probably could have done two more of those at that weight. Uh, then you're probably in a good spot, right? It's that it's, it's more the consistency, the intent or over the intensity that, um, that helps you improve. And so if you can be consistent at that eight out of 10, pretty soon you'll find yourself kind of marching up the, the ladder. Now, when you hit a spot where, you know, and by the way, using the same weight for, for, you know, three weeks is, is fine, right? It's, okay. it's going to be more of a perceived exertion thing because we use that eight out of 10 because every day that eight is going to be a little bit different, right? So sure. if we say, sure. here's the weight you're supposed to use, um, and I think this is like a, something they're even getting away from in like collegiate athletics or if, um, in like people who are training for performance, that's a little bit more like you've got to be on the razor's edge of training. You know, you're going to train hard and you know, it's a little bit more intense than, than what we're doing with, with our crowd, the, the you know, the 35 to, to 65 year old, we do, we definitely do different things with the kids and, and push them differently than we push the adults. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also a little bit more uh, pliable, a little, little less uh, injury prone, that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, with, with adults, the reason we use perceived exertion is because 
you know, you may have had a long day at work or maybe you had a crappy night of sleep or you're hungover or something like that, you know? Uh, so every day your eight is going to be a little bit different. So as long as you, as long as you can come in and say, you know what, I, I did my, I ate out of 10 today. Right. And so that consistency over and over again, pretty soon you'll find that eight being easier and easier. Um, and so that's when, that's when the weights can, can start to move up. I think your dilemma about, you know, I'm guessing, was it an upper body exercise that was the same weight for? Yeah. So, so it was, it was two things. It was upper body. Um, and then the other thing was, um, I don't do a whole lot of, of exercising or, you know, pushups or anything like that at home. And I went for several sheets without any pushups. And when I went to do one, I couldn't do it. I had Mm. done them the last time and then I couldn't do a pushup. And I thought, well, this is just crazy. So that's what really, I think that was my trigger. And then okay. I started paying much more attention. I can do them now, but about a month ago, I couldn't. So yeah, it was very frustrating. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely movement specific. The reason I asked if it was upper body related is that upper body strength is notoriously harder to come by than lower body strength. Um, for whatever reason, I think people can work, really work through the progression of the lower body stuff and mm-hmm. end up being really proficient and really strong lower body. Um, but you're working with much smaller muscles. Um, you know, much smaller muscle groups and a lot of times some postural issues uh, mm-hmm. sort of limit limit uh, the gains you can make in, in upper body strength. So um, especially with shoulders and shoulder presses and that kind of stuff, like shoulders and elbows tend to flare up like for um, like if there's going to be kind of a, an, an injury or a, a tendonitis issue, uh, it may show up in the shoulders and, and possibly the elbows. So um, you know, that upper body strength is just a little bit harder to, to come by because you're not using as, as much weight. Um, there's a ton going on in a pushup, uh, by the way. So a lot of that is not just strength related, but also kind of coordination related. And so mm-hmm. it makes sense that if you haven't done a pushup for a while, that it might take a, a while to get back uh, to coordinate that movement. But you also said that it, it did come back after some practice. It did. It yeah. did. It definitely did. Which made my head feel better. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) See, so um, there's so many factors to these plateaus and maybe it's just that you haven't done it for a while. Maybe it's, you know, lots of other things uh, like we don't even need to go down the chain uh, again. But um, so in terms of like, if you're really looking to improve the weight that you're using, the, the way we do, there's two kind of factors to think about and that we think about when we're writing a program. Number one is the volume or how many you're doing, right? So there's kind of this inverse relationship between the volume, uh, like how much, how many repetitions you're doing, how many sets you're doing, whatever it is, and the intensity, like the weight that you're using, the, the resistance that you're using, what, um, you know, things that can make the exercise more intense while you're doing it. And so the inverse relationship is usually as volume goes up, intensity needs to go down. And vice versa, when the intensity goes up, like let's say you add five or 10 pounds to an exercise that you're doing, usually the volume is going to come down. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's just about, you know, strength training really is about taking, starting to take away volume and starting to add intensity. And so a true strength movement, you'll see, um, you know, in powerlifting competitions and stuff like that, a true expression of strength is the one rep max. Now yeah. we don't do that here just because it's um, 
you know, if you haven't trained that, it's a kind of an injury risk waiting to happen. Even for the guys that have trained it, it's an, it's a um, injury risk waiting to happen. Um, but so the way, the way we do it is, you know, on your sheet, it says, um, you know, given a certain exercise, let's say push-ups, um, it might say eight to 10. And so actually, I think it says, it actually says five to 10. So depending on where you fall in that range, maybe you can do six one day and that seems like an eight out of 10. Maybe you can do eight another day. Maybe you can do all 10 another day. Um, so what we'll do is we'll have you do the lower end of that. So maybe we'll plan on doing five, but we'll add some resistance, whether it's in the form of, um, you know, maybe a weight vest or a plate on your back or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or, or if, you know, if you're not ready for that, it might just be, if, if you could do eight, put like pushups that are halfway down, maybe it means doing five full depth pushups and that's adding intensity because you're adding more range of motion. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you get through these plateaus, that's what we tend, or sorry, when we hit these plateaus, that's kind of what we tend to change. So we change the stimulus just a little bit. You're still doing the same movement, but we're getting more intensity um, by, like in this example, by going lower in the push-up rather than doing kind of the, just the top third or top half of the push-up. Mm -hmm. um, and so then we just, we lower the numbers because obviously you wouldn't be able to do as many. So um, those are some things that we can try. And it's good that you communicate that stuff because we do, we do try different things. And uh, let's say you're ready. Let's say you're doing like a shoulder press where you, you know, push the kettlebell or dumbbell over your head. Um, what we typically do there is because five pounds for a shoulder press is kind of a lot. Um, it ends up being a, a big jump if you're changing just five pounds. So what we tend to do there is if the range is six to eight on your sheet, it'll say, okay, you have a uh, kettlebell shoulder press and you're going to do between six and eight of those. And so maybe you're, cl you're clicking along and you're doing eight, 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 um, with a whatever, 20 pound weight, then you want to bump it up. Maybe we'll just say, okay, bump up the weight, but you're only going to do six this time. And then, you know, if you, are consistent with that and you can do six, then maybe the next time you come in, you can do seven. Maybe the next time you come in, you can do eight. And then we're back up to that same level where we're doing eight, eight, eight with the new weight. Um, and so it is important to, to kind of try different things, get a different, we would call it getting a different stimulus um, just to sort of make the brain work a little bit harder, make the body work a little bit harder. A shocking amount of strength training is mental, is, is neural, I should say. Um, and so it's about your, your brain sort of plugging in the right muscles and getting the muscles to work together in the right way. Um, and that's why people see so much improvement over the first, over the first month. It's not actually, uh, so there's, there are some changes to tissue, but, um, what you're seeing a lot of is your brain making your body stronger by being more coordinated. So, um, your, your, concerns are totally valid. And, and I, like I said, I think the reason to have this conversation is because there are so many people who have these same thoughts. Um, well, do you want to, you should actually, um, after we were done chatting, talk about where it went from there when you, when, when we were done and I walked away. Yeah. So that was really interesting too, because we were sort of over by the cubbies by the restroom and I went over to do a little bit of pre warm up, warm up and, uh, part of the class was was over there doing the same thing and 
it was really interesting because I thought it was just me. I thought I was the only one that was having this trouble. And as I grabbed my roller to, to get down on the floor, everybody's going, oh, so what did he say? What was all that about? And, mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, I'm having that trouble too. And I thought, oh, man, this is so empowering in a way because I thought it was just me. And it's nice to know that it wasn't. And um, that other people both had the interest and then also maybe were struggling, not, not that it's good other people are struggling, but <laughs> good that people are sort of, you know, going through some similar things that this is not so um, rare that, um, that I'm the only one that's going through this. And, and so there is a little bit of, of um, security and, and that kind of stuff and camaraderie a little bit too. So it was good. For sure. And that's the value of, that's the value of community, you know, and being in the physical presence of other people. Um, you know, a lot of people will work out at home and, um, that leaves a lot of questions and it, in, you know, in situations like this, it's nice to know that, that everybody is in the same kind of journey. Um, and it's nice to have some guidance on that journey. So, um, well, I think we'll wrap with that. This has been awesome, Carolyn. Thank you so much for, for doing this. And thank you so much for asking good questions. That's what, um, you know, you help me know what people want to know about and you help other members, other listeners to know, you know, that maybe they're not alone in what they're going through. So thank you so much for, for joining me. Oh, and thank you so much. And, and I love being at Advantage and I'm in it for the long haul. So thank you so much for all facets of, of what you guys do over there. Awesome. And uh, if you're listening, make sure to, uh, until the next show, keep following the Fit Life formula. That's three days a week of something you love to do, two days a week of strength training, and one workout that just sucks. We will talk to you next time. <laughs>